When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Wrap Up, a.k.a. the Hot Mess Express, where every week we come together and we talk about the audacity that is 90 Day Fiance um, franchise. This week, we will be covering the premiere of 90 Day Fiance season three of The Other Way, episode one. And I am your host and conductor, Piazan Vakili, ready to break all of it down for you. And I'm not on my own whatsoever. I am here with the host of the Married at First Sight wrap up. It is the one, the only Asia Welsh here today. Asia, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Puya. I this is my first season of the other way. Um, I've seen a couple of other seasons of uh, the the 90 Day Fiance franchise, so I'm really excited because I've I want I really wanted to watch season two, and then it just slipped by me, and I never saw it because my mom is actually a, a huge fan of every version of this show, and so. She always tells me about it. So I'm always like super mm-hmm. like entertained just by the retail. So I was thoroughly entertained by this premiere. So I can't wait to talk about it. That's lo- yeah, that's awesome. Um, I so 90 Day the other way to me is so special compared to the other ones because it all happens outside the US. And the first season of the sh- the franchise I watched was 90 Day Fiance, the um before the 90 days where the American would fly abroad to meet the other person. So mm-hmm. I do enjoy it because we just get so many different cultures up there. We get so many different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I love that we have that because when you watch regular, you know, regular 90 day, you're getting yeah. a lot of the, well, this is un-American. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would like to see the other side of things, please. Right. And I feel like it's a, it's a very interesting perspective on the the American side of why they're leaving, how in love they are, what they you know, it was interesting to see all the stuff that they want to sacrifice in order to make this love happen. And like you said, I love that we are in a bunch of different places because I just feel like I'm going to learn so much about different cultures and different ways of life. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, I do love it. I do love it for that reason. And honestly, some of these couples, which we will dive into real quick, um, they have no business going through this, all this hurt to get there. They really don't. 
but yet here they are doing it. And and a lot of these couples are um, returning. There's only mm-hmm. two new couples amongst this cast. So I'm very excited to talk about all of it with you today. Yeah, I'm so like, yeah, that's it. I literally was thinking that I'm like, how did y'all get to this point that you are so in love? It seems like there are so many issues with multiple <laughs> like so many of these couples. There are so many that just were like, well, like we weren't doing too well. But then COVID happened and the pandemic happened. So now we are uh, everything worked out. It's like, come on. Take a step back and, and, and look at yourself to see, you know, why it's all of a sudden magically happening. So, yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah. COVID is a vehicle for a lot of them just to be locked in together and just right. accepting that, hey, things aren't so bad in our little <laughs> bubble. We can survive. Yeah, we can do this. Like when we're forced to be in the same uh, proximity for extended uh, for like a year and a half, we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so as it will be with the uh, 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way season, just to quickly give a couple notes to the audience on uh, what to expect. Uh, Rob will not be joining me every week um, to break everything down. He's going to be busy with this new Survivor season, the cast <laughs> drop today. Just a so, tad busy. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have his hands a little full. Uh, I do expect him to watch the season still because I do know that him and Nicole both enjoy watching it together. So we'll probably try and get him back at some point. But fear not, you're in good hands. That's right. I'm bigging myself up here. I've got you covered. Asia is here to break down the premiere. It's a lovely time. So right out the gate, if you could please leave a rating and review for this podcast and go over to robaswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine and number zero day fiance. And uh, throw us a five star review if you can. If it's a four star, let me know why. What can I fix? What can I do to make it better for you to upgrade that review? All feedback is appreciated. Thank you so much. All right. So let's get into all of this mess and unravel it one by one. Let's go to one of the new couples who we have um, not had the pleasure of meeting until this episode. And I will say, Asia, the beauty of this season, you mentioned you might not have seen the other ones, Mm -hmm. is that I thought they did a good job summarizing everyone's story as if they're all brand new. Yes, that's that's yeah, I totally agree because I walked into this thinking, okay, I'm going to miss out on uh, some of the people's like their their beginning of their story because they're on other seasons. And then I'm just going to catch up along the way. But I felt like I'm caught up. They did a wonderful job. They did a great job with the recap. I feel like they properly used the two hours because sometimes with these two hour shows, you feel like, oh, my gosh, there was so much fluff that could have literally been an hour. But they did a great job summarizing everybody. Like, I feel like I am just as caught up with a returning couple as Victor and Ellie. Mm -hmm. And I love that very much. And, you know, it it was hard to believe because I feel like the last season of 90 Happily Ever After really made me feel like this could have been 40 minutes. You're making Mm -hmm. it for double the time for nothing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Enough Mike and Natalie's nonsense. But here we go. (laughs) So I want to talk about Ellie and Victor first. So Ellie is 45. She lives in Seattle. And she owns and works at a pizza place. She says she's referred to as the pizza lady. So that's a new thing uh, that I didn't know I needed to hear. Uh, She has this place for seven years. So she's had this business for seven years. And then she grew up in a farm uh, in Nevada, Austin. And ultimately, her story is wild. So she gets married at 28, moves to Atlanta, um, has a husband, loving marriage, everything's good. Then. Sadly, the husband passes 
And that's a bit of a struggle for her. Then she takes a trip to Colombia to meet up with a friend. And it's there where she meets Victor. Victor, who is 38. So Victor is about seven years younger than her. And he's from Providencia, which is a island that has about 6,000 people. Victor refers to this island as mini Jamaica. (laughs) And that is the full story of their meet cute. Literally, when I saw him, I was like, oh, he's from Jamaica. And then they said, oh, Columbia. I was like, oh, oh, OK. And then when I heard mini Jamaica, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm back on board. It totally makes sense since it's a total Rasta vibe. But on so Ellie's pizza shop, I so I have a friend who just who lived in Seattle for a couple of years. And so I reached out to her. and was like, hey, do you know Central Pizza? Because if she's known as the pizza lady, this has to be like some legit pizza. And first, my friend was like, oh, I don't think I remember. And then she looked it up. She's like, oh, my gosh, yes, this was right near my co-working space uh, where we like went into an office. And she's like, I've had it. It was delicious. So Ooh. she said it was super good pizza, super all cap. So, hey, that's that's a good look for Ellie. Good pizza. <laughs> good pizza. Hey, pizza lady title earned rightfully so by the sound. There we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> So she talks about how Victor made a pina colada that changed her life because that's how they fell in love. And now she's decided to move to Providencia. But here's the interesting part um, is that the uh, there's a hurricane coming through. Hurricane Iota um, goes to Category 5. And a week before she's uh, a week after. No. So we meet her a week earlier. But they start us off the episode with it being the day that she's about to leave and this hurricane's happening and I it looks like it's that <laughs> destruction. We see in the like this season on that she's trying to contact him to no avail and mm-hmm. it looks terrifying, Asia. Yeah, like I I had to look up Hurricane Iota because that looked like some serious damage. Um, Apparently, it caused $1.4 billion in damage. So I was like, she is rightfully concerned. The fact that they told us, you know, she hasn't heard from him since it hit. was like, okay, I'm a little concerned. But then, like... With the next time on, like us finding out she's actually gonna go to look for him, I was a little stunned by that. But it's like, okay, what else is she gonna do? You know, she's a, yeah. a she's in love. Um, if she has no other way to contact him, then I guess that's only right. But I'm like, you don't know what you're walking into with all that destruction. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, um, I talked about this with Liana when we talked last week, where. It genuinely feels like a script for a movie. There's yeah. yeah. Like she leaves everything behind. She leaves this super amazing pizza behind to go looking <laughs> for the love of her life in the yes. middle of a natural disaster. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, I can I feel like I've been in this position where I'll message my mom something and then she mm-hmm. will reply for four hours and I yeah. start panicking. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, <laughs> so. what are you doing? As a mom, you are supposed to always be available to me. So what what on earth are you doing that you aren't responding to my messages? <laughs> yeah, the bat signals out. Where are you? <laughs> right. And now my mind's starting to play, like, you know, make me feel I'm like worried for no reason. And then she's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, no, I was at your aunt's place. I was like, well, that seems lovely. Right. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah. god. So um 
what else did we get here? So, okay. So we get all the whole meeting story of everything that's going on with her. She is offering up her share of the pizza place to Dylan, her business, I believe business partner. Um, and it's sad to hear. I mean, she has to literally give up everything to move a lot. All these yeah. couples have to do that pretty much, but to liquidate all your possessions, your business that you built from the ground up, it's a lot of sacrifice. Like she- Yeah, she's like locked in like this is like a surefire. I'm not coming back. This is for good. I am most definitely going to be only in Providentia. Um, But I'm like, what gives you the idea and the security and the reassurance that this is 100% going to work out? Because I, I just I mean, a whole business, that's a that's a pretty big thing. Like, just why, why not just keep like you're you own it right why not just keep it and continue to make money yeah i feel like if you have enough money with the business you hold on you keep the profits coming and yeah. you still invest in it it's not like you ha- you're leaving dylan to do everything and you're just collecting a check like right. you still have some kind of stake here i'm not sure i wonder if um I, I don't know. I don't know. So I think what's interesting too that we find out after this, Asia, is that yes, this this couple has not is not coming without its fair share of problems. Because right. we go to the next time we see the next scene we see her in. First of all, she's packing seasoning to take <laughs> on this trip. Yeah, and like she, vacuum sealing. <laughs> yeah, and I was like. I don't know if you're you're gonna have like seasonings everywhere. You can yeah. find it easily. <laughs> like, this is not worth packing space to me. <laughs> She's like putting her couch in her suitcase. <laughs> but yeah, I that does not make sense to me. But I'm like, hey, maybe this being the pizza lady, she has some very original seasonings that she just can't do without. That mm-hmm. she has created and you know, you just can't find it everywhere. That's fair. That's fair. And, and she <laughs> did mention that maybe if she has a taste of home, that'll like keep her reminded of home and that'll make the move easier. So I shouldn't pick on right. her too much. <laughs> um, I'll leave that to Hiromi, her friend who's going to visit. Yes. Her. So her and Hiromi go way back and uh, she's not really too happy about the move because, and we find this as a big bombshell this episode. Turns out there has been some cheating going on in this relationship via Victor. Yes. Seven months ago. Seven months ago, she found out he was cheating because the woman (laughs) messaged her basically saying, I'm coming to you woman to woman to let you know that we don't need you anymore. Victor is happy. We're together. You know, he's living with me. We're all good. And I'm like, what that seven first of all, seven months ago, meaning in a pandemic, this man was having a whole affair. Like I have so many questions. How how did y'all make up from afar? Mm-hmm. How are you so like you you forgave him like a hundred percent in order to be, be fully all in? Like I could understand I could I even have questions even if the affair didn't happen. The fact that she's selling everything and it's just like, okay, basically acting like she's never coming back. But the fact that there was this infidelity seven months ago, how, 
what has she just forgotten or she's just like ah, it was a one-time deal yeah i feel <laughs> like because like here's the worst part right so already this is not sounding good um she had to hear from the the partner in crime the woman texted her and basically was like hey stop <laughs> messaging we're together yes. now <laughs> he doesn't need you he has me and then she brings it up to him and first he fully denies with his whole ass. He yes. says, wasn't me. The shaggy <laughs> defense. And then when pushed further with screenshots that she provided, he I guess admits it, but then puts all the blame on the woman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how, like I tried to do the exercise, like let me pretend to be Victor. How right. am I convincing a whole other person that I was tricked into being in another relationship. How does that happen? <laughs> and then she buys it full, like full line, whatever the, the saying is, full line and sinker. Hook, whatever. line and sinker, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hook, line and sinker. I'm like, what, am I Jacob Jones? Um, <laughs> <laughs> TBH. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, it's just like, how did that work? Like this man can probably convince her of anything because for her to believe or or even even if she doesn't believe that piece for her to think it's OK. We're still so in love. This is the man I'm supposed to be with. Like, I don't understand. I really want to know how that conversation happened and what was the conclusion, because it just blows my mind. I mean, and her friend is just as mind blown as we are because she's just like. There's nothing on her face that's like showing any sign of support or any sign of, yeah, like, you know, I'm, I'm here for you. Just, you know, hit me up if you need anything. She's just like, no, you're how are you doing this? Yeah, well, that's the thing is that, you know, we I'm a firm believer in second chances, um, <laughs> depending on what the circumstances are. Now, if they were both in the same country, same city, and she's given him a second chance. That's like, okay, you are putting your heart up for heartbreak, maybe, but then you can't help who you love. Love is love. And and you're trying Mm. to maybe fix the situation. But then you go one step further and we hear about, again, she's, you know, closing down her business. She's selling her business shares. She's selling all her art from all her traveling to her friend. She's literally uprooting her life. And this sounds you know, very, very, very difficult at best, the circumstances to which this relationship's going. There seems like there's going to be a lot of drama with these two, I feel like. And we're oh, absolutely. just getting to the surface. Absolutely. Even if you think about the circumstances which they met, right? I'm trying to put myself in her shoes. I went on a vacation to Jamaica a few years ago. There, lit- This situation literally happened where... Just these like Jamaican men are, they're so charming and mm-hmm. they just like, Hey, you know, are you, you having a good time? Uh, Wagwan. And they're just like, if, if I would have just been like, Oh my gosh, he's kind of cute, which some of them were, you know, like I could be in the same shoes right now because it's just, I feel like, I just feel like, uh, it's just like the Rasta lifestyle to be so sweet, so kind and charming. And I think if you just the right person will just fall in love, um, mm. which is I feel like the circumstances she's in right now. Um, I mean, technically, since he is saying it's like mini Jamaica, um, but mm. it's just it's just like 
Oh my gosh. I just, I mean, I, I hope for the best. And I, especially with this hurricane situation, I really hope he's okay. Um, mm-hmm. But w- crazy theory. What if, well, now I can't even say, cause I don't know if he's okay or not. It's going to say, what if he's kind of like uses this as, as an opportunity to just kind of like lose touch? Like, do you think he's all bought oh. in on her coming? So, yeah, so I'm choosing to, because again, like I said, my mom doesn't reply for 30 minutes. I'm freaking out. (laughs) I'm going to go based off the trailer we saw a month ago. Mm -hmm. There's more footage of him that was not in this episode. So they're going to see each other. They're going to be in the same place. So he's fine. Okay, good. They're fine. They're going to find each other. Um, But again, the big question comes to where do they go from here? I feel like we haven't seen enough of him to learn about him his mannerisms, his personality. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, but in the next time on, we do see her just showing up and searching for him. So that's going to be a very difficult way to navigate and find, yes. you know, everything. Cause again, it's one thing to move. It's a whole other thing to move blindfolded and be like, right. all right, well I'll find him when I find him. Like that is why. Right. Like I know she said she's visited a couple of times. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, I would imagine she knows exactly where to go when she gets there. Otherwise, it's like, where are you looking? Are you just going to walk around? Do you find him? Um, and we we also can't sleep on her business partner, Dylan's mustache. Yes. That is very uh, undertold part of the episode. But a nice ginger mustache. Perfect <laughs> for a pizza place. I was feeling the whole look. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely a look and a half. I could never pull off this mustache ever. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an aesthetic, but he works it, and he's gonna do a great job owning this this shop and running this this pizza shop. So hopefully, hopefully, she didn't take all the like all of the seasonings, and he he's able to still prepare great pizza. I hope so. Yeah. Imagine she's like sabotaged the whole business by right. <laughs> taking all the ingredients. Yeah. Oh gosh. So yeah, they're going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm I'm very excited with with meeting them. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Honestly, I was very excited about the next couple as well, new couple into the scene, only because the guy seems a mess. And <laughs> you need one puppy dog eye dummy every season. Yes. I just love when whenever they break the fourth wall and the person is talking to the producers, which they're just like, there's no need to edit this man. There's no need to cut out these little quirks he has. Leave it all in. We're doing one take of his confessional. Leave it. Um, he's just so quirky, but it's, it's to the point of like, it's, it's adorable level, but then you're also like, okay, I understand, uh, I, I can understand the charm like for his other half. I like, I can understand the appeal to her like, oh, you know, he's, he's like, he's so adorable, but, um, Mm -hmm. I don't, yeah, he's something else. Yeah, so this something else right here is named Steven, and he's from Salt Lake. Um, He calls himself a jack of all trades. He's been through a bunch of jobs, and more recently, he's a door-to-door sales uh, person for pest control, but he's trying to get out of that business because he's for bugs not being killed because they have spirits, too. (laughs) And hey, this is... You're indirect. It's not like he is pest control. He's doing door to door sales for pest control. So, hey, that's indirect (laughs) in a sense, you know? Yeah, he's not the one spraying. He's the one putting you in contact with those who will. So he's technically not a part of it. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So the other thing about him is that um, he is of the Mormon faith. And this is important because we find out that um, Alina, his partner, might have some reservations about that. (laughs) So the scene they choose to show us of him and his family is he goes to the backyard where Bob, his stepfather, and Julia's mom are about to start a service, I guess, a Mm -hmm. church service. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. And then we learn a little bit more of his background of how he goes about meeting Alina. So he, um, at 19, went on a mission. He was around Eastern Europe, and he met Alina that way. Alina is 20 and from Russia. Correct. Which is very interesting, too, because I I actually, I know a couple of Mormons, and they've, Mm -hmm. like, you're not, you're not... Um, you don't get to pick your mission. And so I remember one of them went on a mission to like New Jersey. And I was thinking like, I mean, I know it's for a deeper purpose. Uh, I was just thinking of all the places in the world, like you grow up just ready to, you know, be assigned your mission. And like, I think it's like two years. Uh, they got like New, New Jersey, <laughs> you know, where mm-hmm. Stephen got Eastern Europe. So that's pretty cool because he took that opportunity to learn Russian. 
Yeah. So the way the exact way these two meet is through a language exchange site. This always fascinates me with 90 day, mm-hmm. the different apps through which people meet. It's not your regular. Oh, yeah. So I was on Tinder yeah, like, and yeah, Bumble. Bumble. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was on a website where you learn languages by exchanging the languages back and forth. And then I met someone and now we're married. Like that's yeah. wild to me. Right. Yeah. And uh, how about that pickup line? Oh, my God. He was like, yeah, I flirted with her. I said something flirty and I said, can I have your number? I was like, whoa, Steven, stop. I'm about to give you my digits, too. Like, relax. It's too much for me. The uh, the game is just it's it's next level, really. But I'm like, I can only imagine you know, it probably was very, just very transactional. What does this mean? What does this mean? This is how you say it in English. This is how you say it in Russian. Here comes Steven. What's your number? <laughs> like there probably was no buildup, no sign that he wanted to get to know her more. But she's like, oh, okay. Interesting. Sure. Let's talk yeah. more. Especially based on how he is. This is how I picture that the messages went. So he asks her, how do you say what's your number in Russian? She yeah. types it out. <laughs> then he copy pastes it and sends it back. And she's like, yes, like that. And then he's like, no, I'm asking you. <laughs> right. And then she's like, oh, okay, here's my number. And he's like, so smooth. Yeah, he's like, got her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. So then this is why his faith is important to their story. Because he wanted to meet. They wanted to meet up. But she found out that he is Mormon and his words, not ours. Um, he said that in Russia, they think Mormons are a cult. And she that made her worried about potentially meeting him. So eventually yeah. they agreed to meet with the presence of parents. And yeah. that is how she got an approval. And then he said something really freaky, like, oh, yeah, is it like, you know, I don't know how a second person would make it better because I could technically like go after both of them. I was like, Steven, what is wrong with you? You could have left. That wasn't funny. Right. That's the problem. I don't even think he intended on being funny. He's just like, I'm just being factual. If two people are here, I still could steal both of their steal their organs if that's what I intended to do. So how does that make her feel any safer? That is one of those sentences that it doesn't matter what profession what context if someone says it in a sentence of oh, i could harvest organs i would be like i'm leaving right. <laughs> i'm not sticking around it doesn't matter <laughs> what the context was yeah it's like okay 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 if you're trying to be funny i don't like your humor but if you're serious then i, I also should leave so either way you flip the coin <laughs> it's like no yeah it's uh it's an interesting approach to say the least about it. Right. Um so basically they meet, they like each other. Now they're instant connection the, apparently. Of course. Uh, how can you not with Stephen? He seems yeah. like a peach. Naturally. Um so the plan for them was he was going to move there, but then the pandemic changed everything. They can't meet up there. Um because the only way he can get to Russia is through a spousal visa. And mm-hmm. they don't have the spousal visa. So they've decided to neutral grounds it. They're going to move to Turkey as a result. Like, Turkey will accept both Russians and Americans. So that's what they're going to do. Now, the next scene with him, they show him um, his friends Mitch and Jordan come over for Sunday lunch or dinner. 
Mm-hmm. And Steven does something that I feel like was well-intentioned, but kind of nasty. He <laughs> says he they're at the dinner table and he's like, I'm going to fart. So I'll be right back and walks away. <laughs> then proceeds to do it fans. And I'm just like, I very well believe that he would do this in front of Alina. Like there's like, yeah, there's no way he'd filter himself. I mean, he's doing it in front of this camera <laughs> that is going to be broadcast to everybody. He has no shame. Uh, I just, it's like, I can appreciate the honesty, but also ill. Yeah, it's something about, so it's one of those things, right, where you don't want to hear the graphic detail. It's like, if you said, I need to excuse myself for two minutes, I can yes. probably put two and two of what you're going to do. That's fine. I'd rather that than you tell me because then you're within eye shot. Like he didn't leave and go inside the building. He was still outside with them where they're yeah. eating, but just like 10 feet away. Like I did <laughs> not like that at all. Um, it's just too honest for me. I don't know. Lie to me. Be like, uh, I left something in the bedroom. I'll bear it back. Like, <laughs> and then, yeah, he's just like, and it, 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 it goes completely over his head. Why it's just like, they're like, that's Steven. He's like, well, isn't that polite? Like, wouldn't that be the right thing to do? <laughs> like, he's like, y'all are the weird ones. Cause why aren't you announcing it? Why are you just doing it at the table and trying to keep it a secret from all of us? <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's like he's a game to flip of, it. it's like a game of among us. You will, you should never admit to it. Deny, right. deny, <laughs> deny. That's the way it goes most of the time. But again, if you're trying to leave, don't say it, just leave. But it does make sense based on the little bit we've seen of Steven that he yes. does like he seems like a very nice kid with good intentions, but it's very comical how it all comes across every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's like it's enduring. But I think once Alina is in the picture, it's going to start to be like, oh, my gosh, like right now, separate from her with his family. I'm just like, oh, Steven. But I just- <laughs> I just don't know what it's going to be like in her presence. Yeah. And I love that his mom described him as carefree and then said, you can expect him to do weird, random things. I was like, oh, I know, Julie. I'm very (laughs) excited for it. Yeah. (laughs) So um, so he talks about the whole spousal visa thing with his with his family and friends and mentions that they've only gotten a 90 day tourist visa. So they're essentially doing the 90 day program in Turkey to then move to Russia. That sounds like the plan right now right and is that totally realistic i feel like that would feel like you're on like a three month or a 90 day vacation because you're in turkey you're outside where you will be um right because has he i know that they said they've only been in person for two weeks so was that in russia uh i you know what i believe so i believe so at least mm-hmm. I think so, yeah, because I think he mentioned that her mom would have to be. I think he went there is what I think happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it's interesting because like obviously with a 90 day visa in the States, it's the exact same. Well, that's a fiance visa. That's different. You have to get married. Otherwise, you have to leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the two of them, th- you're right. It is different being in a, again, neutral place where they're probably going to have an Airbnb for three months. Like, right. It's, it's going to feel like a vacation and it sounds like they need to iron some things out of Asia because he right. mentions his friends ask him, what if Alina doesn't want to become Mormon? 
And he says that it wouldn't work out if she doesn't accept the fate. So that's not good. That's strike one. Um, right. The second one is that um, Stephen says that he's not been totally candid with her and that he's fallen short within his fate. Now, I don't know what he deems to be falling short within your faith. Exactly. I'm sure it's going to be fun to find out, though. Exactly, because I very well could see it being something that is against the practices of the Mormon church. But then he tells Alina and she's like, oh, that's I mean, <laughs> because she's not Mormon, she may not see it as a as being, quote unquote, how he phrased it, being a disappointment to the church. But I'm like, what is it? The fact that they omitted it or that we don't know what it is yet. I'm I'm so curious. Yeah, because I feel like the way they've set this up is I'm immediately my mind is going to made Whoopi, a.k.a. slept with someone. Right. Like that's a big no, no, potentially. Yeah. But because it's Steven, I feel like it's going to be something so small that she's not going to be phased by. Right. Yeah, so, I, told, I and then he's going to make it this whole thing and then she's just going to be like, okay. And? What else is there? Because, yeah. yeah, what, I mean, what really could it be? I, I'm trying to see, like, okay, what does the Mormon church prohibit? Uh, alcohol, tobacco, Ooh. illegal drugs, and coffee and tea. If we found out that, like, <laughs> he indulges in, like, smoking marijuana because of his carefree nature, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. You're mellow. That's cool. But wait, coffee and tea, did you mention? <laughs> I did say coffee and oh, tea. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, 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 I'm obsessed with frappuccinos. Right. <laughs> I can't help myself. Uh, she will not get that. Like, Right. Oh, uh, so yeah, it'll be very like, interesting. I mean, sometimes, yeah, like, okay, two months ago, I, uh, I was feeling a little low, and I had some black tea one morning, and it just, it just wasn't right. Yeah, I don't like, know. I saw this picture of Kermit the Frog drinking this tea, and I just I had, had to, try to try it. it. Yeah, I couldn't help right. myself. Oh man, it's beautiful. I so Steven is easily to me the Brandon this season, like the the young dummy. And I think we're gonna have a lot of fun with him on the show. Yes. He just weirded me out a little bit, but we'll see where he goes from here. This is so hilarious. It says uh there's an article that says coffee is still a no-go for Mormons, even if you call it a mochaccino or mochaccino. <laughs> Oh, so, oh. Just, so it's still a no go. I guess people were questioning, but yeah, I am. I am very interested. He's young. I mean, twenty five. I, you know, I don't know. Twenty five. It, it can vary, but it can vary. I guess de- people are definitely at different maturity levels at twenty five. Um, but I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, did we say he lives? I mean, he does live at home with his mom, stepdad, and younger brothers in the still. basement. He's yes. got the basement to himself, yeah. Right, he has that basement on lock. Maybe it's like his little personal apartment, but I don't know. I think I, it kind of on the next time on, it seemed like it. they're kind of framing them to be one of the main couples that we keep up with. Like, that I could very well... Me. Yeah, like, I could very well see, uh, see us seeing them most episodes um, because he's just so... I mean, he's just so captivating. 
Yeah, because the way it looks for me um, currently is that the way I see it, um, the two new couples are Ellie and Victor and Steven and Alina. And I feel like Ellie and Victor, they've already set them up to be near impossible to survive, like the relationship itself. Whereas these two, I feel like because they're the young ones, because there's the whole 90 days in Turkey, I have to imagine they're going to be one of the moving uh, forces of the season. Mm-hmm. Not counting the returnees that are already going to be coming in with some fixed storylines from before. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So, okay. So that covers them. Uh, the next couple we're going to be talking with is a, not a fan favorite, I would mm-hmm. say. Definitely a more frustrating couple here. But we're going to move on to Corey and Evelyn. Asia, would you like to set them up? <laughs> yes. So we okay, we have Corey and El- Evelyn. So Corey's 34. Evelyn is 28. He's from Washington and they've been living in Ecuador. They met 6 years ago and he said he met her while backpack while backpacking and the idea was that she was going to live in America, but she didn't like America, so he moved to Ecuador. And he wanted to get married. She didn't. And so she just didn't see it for herself. But also while in Ecuador, he found out that his dad passed away, unfortunately. And so that kind of made him realize like life is short. So he proposed. Um, then it, there was a point she wanted to go on a break. So naturally, he goes to Peru for a month and as starts one does. <laughs> as one does for an entire month. And while there, because they were on a break, quote unquote. He starts seeing this other woman, Jenny, um, and that's that's going to matter in in their storyline. He starts seeing this other woman, Jenny, but then he comes back. He claims he goes back to Ecuador, claims he was only seeing Jenny for four days. um, And he when he was back in Ecuador, uh, the pandemic started. So they were quarantining together. So now that's where that's where they are. That's why they're in such a good place, because now they have been quarantining together their love has blossomed again. And that's kind of where we join them. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the um, if you didn't like or root for Ross and Rachel, it's that exact same storyline <laughs> with the we were on a break. But then he goes to Peru and he meets someone and, you know, similar fashion to Victor kind of says it was nothing. Right. Oh, no, sorry. Can we? T- OK, so so she asks him. Um, did you have sex? And he says, there was one time where it nearly happened, but I couldn't get it up. I was like, that's a new defense. (laughs) That's a very weird defense and new one for me. I haven't heard that before. Is that supposed to make her feel better? Like, yes, I wanted to do it, but I just wasn't turned on enough by her. So that should make you feel good because, you know, I, I love you. It couldn't happen with her, even though I wanted it to. Just couldn't get there. So, you know, don't be mad. It's like if someone said, yeah, we went on a date to like a restaurant, but then we didn't order food. But you already went on the date. That's the You still showed up to the date. That still counts. Like, I don't care that you didn't eat. Well, technically, it's not a date because we didn't eat and we didn't pay for anything. No, 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 no. It was a date. Stop it. Exactly. (laughs) It's like, what? What are you talking about? I, it just, yeah, I, <laughs> these excuses and these explanations are just beyond me. And, but it's just showing me the, the realm of possibilities there are out there. Like, don't limit yourself to the normal excuses. Don't just say, Oh, it didn't happen. 
maybe you should blame the other person. Just say they really guilted you into it. Don't say, oh, no, we didn't. We didn't have sex. Don't just completely deny it. No, say that you just weren't able to perform and then (laughs) everything will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. He... Like so, I've met, they're they're not new to me. They're they've returned, um, and he seemed like a dummy from very start for me. Uh, basically, he was <laughs> the one where she was like, "Yeah, no, you're leaving everything you like. Otherwise, this isn't going to work. And you have to pick up the language, and you have right. to get along with my family." So this guy has been trying to like learn everything and like jump <laughs> through hoops for Evelyn, who really up until this season had no interest in getting married. Really, they didn't really believe in the concept. And every time he tried to bring up the subject, she was not about it. So apparently for them, like you mentioned, the recipe was the pandemic saved us. And the <laughs> fact that they were forced, because there was a scene where um, they talked about how he was like, I think the pandemic made us stronger. And she was yeah. like, yeah, if the pandemic didn't happen. You wouldn't be sleeping here. So <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah, that's wonderful to hear. Like, oh, if the pandemic hadn't happened, um, you know, I probably would have moved on. I would. We probably would have never talked again. Like, is that supposed to make him feel good? I think she knows she has him like wrapped around her finger. She literally oh, could yes. say anything. It's like so clear. Yeah, no, she and she's given that energy from a long time now where it's very clear that um, for lack of a better term, Corey has been kind of simpy in this mm-hmm. relationship towards mm-hmm. Evelyn. So I even the whole Peru thing, I was surprised. I was like, wow, I did not think Corey would do anything like that. So I was yeah. kind of shocked at that. Um, but he will do anything for her. He genuinely will do anything for her. So um, the, the we don't get a lot from them this episode. It kind of felt like they were the least important, but they had to have five to fill in all the commer- like enough spaces for commercials. Yeah. So the other scene we see with them, Asia, is they <laughs> go over to her parents place for dinner because they're going to let the family know that they have a wedding date now. Mm -hmm. And the big storyline out of this is that Corey and Leslie, who is uh, Evelyn's sister, do not get along. (laughs) Not at all. Like it's, it's hilarious. The fact that she's not even trying to fake the funk. It's not even like a, Oh, I'm going to be nice because you're around. My sister uh, claims to love you. It's just like, no, don't even look at me because I don't like you. <laughs> it was just very yeah. clear. You know, she's not here for Corey at all because the family, the parents were very happy. They like Corey. I think they see that Corey's always trying to get this relationship to where like likes her a lot. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how much they know about Peru, but Leslie knows about Peru. That's why Leslie's not messing with him. But also, mm-hmm. Leslie doesn't know the full extent of it. I think she only knows the four-day edition of the story, and that's enough for her not to be okay with it. <laughs> right. Leslie's so shady at this dinner table. So they mention that they're going to get married, and they have a date set. And the question that comes out of Leslie's mouth is, why are you getting married? You pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> no? Then why? Why are you getting married? It's like, you're... No, you... I think, uh, I think you're very fake, Corey. Um, and then there literally has to, there's no other reason outside of being pregnant. Um, I thought it was hilarious that she went ahead and just asked this right here and there rather than just like, I thought she was just going to bite her tongue. But the fact that she spoke up, I was like, okay, 
the sisters on this episode are all the real MVPs because they are not afraid to speak their minds. And the the spouses or the fiancés, they need to they need to listen, really, because uh, these are the people that they know best, you know. But yeah, Leslie was not having it. And I mean, I could kind of say props to Corey because he's got to be pretty brave to walk in there knowing how much Leslie despises him. Um, and the fact that she's not and or the fact that she is able to speak her mind. But yeah, uh, this it, it was hilarious. I mean, what has Evelyn said what she thinks about Leslie feeling this way on any other season? So it's going to be hard for me to remember. And that's simply because 90 Day does too much. So yes. I can't pull <laughs> back my terabytes of hard drive in my brain right now. <laughs> However, what I can do is go ahead and assume it's one of those things where I feel like with with um with Evelyn she'll be like good with everyone she'll like agree with everyone with mm-hmm. regards to Corey but then still be with him so she, yeah Corey's Corey's not shit but I'm still dating him so it's kind of like that energy where I feel mm-hmm. like she doesn't really blame her sister but she's also not telling Leslie aside like hey stop that I don't like you doing that about my like talking about like that about my to my partner like that's not going to happen from her. Yeah, and the other the other sister didn't seem too thrilled either. Like she I was giving me very Leslie vibes. Yeah, the siblings not really messing with Corey the way the parents are. I think the parents were they were very surprised that she even agreed to get married. They right. I don't think they thought it was going to happen, and I think for that reason they're very happy. Like, oh my god, yay, wedding! The other ones, yeah, like, finally. Nope. <laughs> Next. They're like, get out of here. They would have been perfectly fine with Evelyn sticking to I am not getting married. But yeah. uh and especially to Corey. Yeah, so Leslie doesn't Leslie thinks the in whole innocent thing with Corey is a act and she thinks that he's fake. So that's the big thing from Leslie. And mm-hmm. I gotta correct what I said earlier. So Leslie knows that he was partying in Peru, but doesn't know about Jenny, the woman he was with in Peru. So she doesn't know that part of the story. Mm-hmm. But again, nothing changing her mind anyway right that's only gonna make it worse and then his his attempt at spanish i know she uh evelyn is not entirely happy with where he is with his spanish um and then his attempt at spanish to leslie was just not i I know that probably made her angrier because he it was like a very americanized attempt at speaking spanish uh i I don't know i was kind of cringing (laughs) <laughs> well that's one of those things right where it was clearly there were moments where he spoke english and she just translated yeah for, for him right but right. then i i i definitely get that vibe like i said with evelyn evelyn wanted him to learn the language so it's like evelyn says you can talk for yourself and he's like mm-hmm. well um poor k um uh and like i would have the same energy i'd be like so nervous to make sure i say everything correctly because if there's anything worse than not being able to speak a language for me personally i'm speaking is speaking it broken because i constantly worry about being judged by Mm -hmm. the actual speaker of the language like my my farsi has definitely deteriorated since i moved to north america Mm -hmm. and to the point where now the last time i visited family um, Iranian family members, I very, very much struggled speaking. Mm-hmm. And I was just in my head about it the whole time. I spoke in like five sentences pretty much. And it mm. worked. And I know more for sure, but I'm constantly nervous about messing up. So right. I kind of feel bad for him there. 
Yeah. And it, it could have been too that he's just like, okay, I want to, I know that she doesn't like me. So I'm trying to impress her by showing what little I do know. Um, but he almost would. Yeah. But it would have been better off saying, uh, just being able to fully communicate how he felt in English and allowing yeah. well, Evelyn to translate. You haven't met Kenny and Armando yet, but mm-hmm. half of the storyline for Kenny last season was that he moved to Mexico with no knowledge of Spanish, with Whoa. no attempt to learn it. And uh-huh. was just like, yeah, I'm just gonna, you know, I gotta find work and stuff. But you can't speak. Like, right. How, how are you gonna do any of this? So in the battle of who's doing it better, I, Corey wins hands down. There's definitely war, especially if you're gonna live in a country where you gotta know the language. I feel like Corey's done a way better job than, uh, uh, he ever could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I feel like, yeah, there's been an attempt. Um, mm. but you would think with the amount of time that they've been together, six years, diligent effort on Duolingo for six years, like you would be for, a lot further along than where Corey is. Yeah. Cause I, I do know that he, um, he does work there. So I think his, his, uh, he might be better than what we got in this mm-hmm. episode, but it's Hopefully. still not going to be like the best, best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next couple we're going to talk about here, I have two more left. We're going to go over to India and talk about the couple who I believe is the longest standing couple in the franchise. They've been here from season one. It's Jenny and Sumit, volume three, back here again. So the big backstory here is that um, Jenny is, well, in this episode, she turns 63. Sumit is 33. Their story is the wildest thing ever. So if this is your first time hearing about them, audience, buckle up. It's going <laughs> to be all right. So, <laughs> so Meet works at a, worked at a call center. And at the call center, he had to have a Western name for his job. So he had the name Michael Jones. Very not, generic not, name. Not to be confused with the Mike Jones 281 <laughs> <laughs> And no relation to Jacob Jones. Correct. So just to be clear. So he goes with Michael Jones and he said that during his time while working, he would talk to Western women. One of these women happened to be Jenny. So he, for lack of anything else, I'm just going to say it. He catfishes her as Michael Jones sends her a picture of someone else completely different (laughs) and catfishes her for a while, then reveals himself as who he is. Sumit. Um, not this person that he would pick the picture of and she still fell for him she said that he was more handsome as himself mm-hmm. than the catfisher so she gives him a chance their first visit is in 2013 so their relationship is going on for a long time we're talking like a decade these two have been uh, in contact and then the last couple of seasons we've seen them so in the first season we see them the season ends with so she moves there with the intention of getting married he sneakily like just tells his parents he's moving away for another job in another city, but really he's going to go live with Jenny in another city. (laughs) And then he was married. So then his in-laws found his place and they came over to his place and they removed him from the premises. And that was a whole drama. Then last season, he got the divorce finalized. Finally, mid season divorce got finalized. And then when he wanted to marry Jenny, his family from the beginning have not been okay with this and have been objecting. And it's made it's made this barrier for Sumit where he is not willing to marry Jenny unless he gets his family's blessing, which 
honestly will never happen. So right. that's a problem. So that's been an issue. So then she, the only way she, she moved over, obviously they're on the other way. So the only way all of this can work now is that Jenny has to leave the country every six months. Cause she's got like a tourist visa. So she has to leave every six months to re-enter to get a stamp in the passport again. So it's not that difficult unless COVID hits and all the borders are shut, which is where they're at now. So that's where we see them now. It's mid-pandemic. Her visa's been extended a couple of times because the border's been shut and still not married. And that's where they are. When I saw that flashback of his mom saying the day you get married to her we will be dead i was like oh, oh no you're God. like <laughs> if that's what you're waiting on it's never happening in a million years like i that that was such a bold statement but that completely just gave me the full picture i was like oh i don't need to know anything else about how his parents feel i know right there um but oh my gosh the fact that they've been together for 10 years means he was 23 and she was yeah. 53. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I like <laughs> that is, that is the, the whole, I think that's the whole reason that she was so upset, accepting of the fact that he, who he really is, um, because of the 30 year age difference. Um, but just wild. I, my mind was completely blown the entire time I was learning about them. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a fascinating ride. I'm not going to lie to you. And honestly, <laughs> those moments with when in season two, when his his dad and mom went to their place to discuss all this is some of the most dramatic stuff that's happened on this show. Um, mm-hmm. It did not end well. It did not look good at all for anyone involved. OK, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And here we are in this season. So we are meeting them on the day of Jenny's 63rd birthday. Uh, Sumit got her flowers and stuff delivered. So he's giving those stuff to her. And then he says he has a surprise for her. He's taking her to his astrologer. <laughs> and the objective is he wants to see what can be done for them to get married. Yeah. So f- first of all, I, you know, I know astrology. Like I know what my zodiac sign is. Um, and, and I know, you know, people do study it, but I did not realize that there's actual astrologists out there who you can go visit kind of like a, I was thinking when he said that, like, okay, this is like a tarot card reader. Like maybe that's the name for it there. But then he was just talking off the dome. Like he was just, there weren't any, any like, let me see what's in the cards for you. 
Yeah, it kind of spoke more like a counseling session to me. Yeah, like a like a career counselor, or even like maybe even closer to therapy than anything tarot. Because I also thought more of a tarot, or you know, um, because we had um Angela this past season had like a psychic she spoke to. So I thought maybe it's Mm -hmm. kind of psychic vibe, maybe. But no, that's not how it came off at all. It was very much freestyling. I'm gonna tell you whatever I want to tell you. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, yeah, I, and and he's been with their family their his whole life basically. So I was like, okay, y'all have a relationship. You're aware of the situation, so maybe I should trust what you're gonna say. Yeah. So he asks her, you know, the regular questions: the uh, birthplace, date of birth, time of birth, um, all of that stuff to input into his computer. But then, so I was like, ooh, okay, let's spit out the facts. Well, what do you have for us? <laughs> and then he basically says, the planets will work how they're designed to. You don't need to work so fast to get married. And I thought, okay, so clearly you took some money from his parents before this because I feel like <laughs> right. the computer did not tell you that, sir, whatsoever. Right? And this entirely could have been an email because oh, yeah. <laughs> y'all wasted a whole trip to see this man because, I mean, Someone in production could have told him that. Let the stars work how they may. They're going to work how they're supposed to. Like, I could have given you that advice for free. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On the phone. (laughs) Yes. I just, I can't with Sumit. I honestly feel like he's going through every avenue known to humankind (laughs) to hear them give him some solution when the solution is, if you want to marry her, you have to make your parents mad. End of discussion. There is no other Period. direction. To go. Period. I don't understand what he thinks like someone else is going to tell. It's like he wants someone to hold his hand into like, okay, how do I convince my parents that this is the right thing to do? And it's like, well, first of all, that's never going to happen. So that's what you need to get inside your head. And I'm like, he is not acting like he's 33 years, 33 years old. And you already have a very skeptical Jenny sitting right there <laughs> that yeah. for that to be all the astrologist said is like, that's not helping your case. All that's all she's going to do is look at you to be like, man up. We're not going to find our answer anywhere. You're the one that has to make the decision. Yeah. I'd, maybe the only person left for you to see is a hypnotist and that's hypnotizing <laughs> your parents into saying yes like that's really the only thing left for you if you want their blessing because they're they've been more than clear that they are opposed yeah so it's like give up. it like what are his other options like maybe a magician who can magically marry them but his parents will never have to find out yeah, or they find a DeLorean and <laughs> they go, they like travel back to like the 1800s somewhere where his parents weren't born yet. So they can't <laughs> say yes or no. They can't approve or disapprove because they're not there yet. So then they can get married and live in happily ever after that he wants. Right, exactly. Because I'm like, I even saw, so the flashback show, they even talked to like, what, I guess what the government officials who said they had they don't have any legal right to stand on to object. And I'm like, was that not all you needed? Like, why are we still in the same place as you were then to yeah. make this happen? 
Yeah, that was his, I think that was the lawyer he went to to get advice from. And mm. even the lawyer was like, legally, they can't do Jack. So you're safe. Right. Um, but again, he just like, that's causes still not these enough. problems. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, unless it leaves his mom's mouth saying, yes, please, you can get married. He's not going to do it. And it's brutal because he's put Jenny in this weird spot where she has to keep being on a tourist visa and having right. to leave and come back and leave and come. And she gave up everything um, in America. <laughs> yes. to him. Everything. It's like there, I mean, such sacrifices on, well, like on Jenny's end. And then I guess for um, the other new couple for Victor and Ellie. And I'm like, I wonder what we're going to see because it's as if they don't, they don't really care. Like, I, I, he is acting like he does. I mean, we're, we're about to get into it, but it's just like, where is the, the effort on your side? Like Jenny has done everything. All signs to me are leading to you're just not that into her. But then why would you be going through all this if that was the case? Right. 10 years of this. No yes. Like, that's a decade. It's a full, like, you had different style of music at the start of your relationship <laughs> than there exists now. Like, decade is a long time. And, again, all the astrology could give you was let God decide. Well, right. God said do it now or never do it. Like, that's really what you have to do here. Right. Um, and plus, to add up to all this, so they go back home and... Turns out Jenny gets an email saying that the whole non-resident tourist service is closed, meaning she was getting her extensions. So she stayed more than six months. And that's because the borders were shut. I actually know that this was a thing a lot of countries did because my mom was in Sweden Mm -hmm. when COVID happened. So everything got shut. Her visit visa ended up getting extended a couple of times because she just couldn't like the borders were shut. She couldn't fly out. So Mm-hmm. They allow that. But then obviously at one point they opened it and she could leave. Same thing here. Now Jenny uh, is told, you got to leave at the end of this. And she is always worried and afraid about this visa because at any time she might be told she has to leave and she's not bound to anything there. There's no marriage. There's mm-hmm. no license. There's nothing. And Sumit's grand idea was, okay, we need to figure this out. I, you know what? I think. <laughs> We can go to Nepal for a couple months. And she actually sounds like she's on board. She's like, oh, yeah, okay, well, let's go to Nepal. That sounds good. So he calls the travel agent. The travel agent says the Nepal borders are closed. Um, Bali has potentially started. But then it's very gets interesting. So Sumit's <laughs> dumbass then says, um, I may have lost my passport. So where can, is, can, can people from India go there without a passport? Um, and then. Jenny lets out a huge sigh and he's like, yeah, I lost took it. I was like, sir, you're in law. That was three years ago. How do you not have a new passport by now? You could file for a replacement. Just no concern on his part. Like at all. And the fact that right now you're in a position to explore your options. And the fact that you were the one limiting the options because of just pure, just neglecting the fact that you need your passport and just not, I, that blows my mind that you say that it was three years ago. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what, where are your priorities? Clearly not just, with Jenny. 
No, I feel like with a passport and and please, uh, this and anything else in this podcast, if we're factually incorrect, <laughs> please feel free to at me at Puyism and let me know because I would love to learn and be on the, you know, learn the facts. Mm-hmm. Um, but to my knowledge, a document like that, if you lose it, you can file like you can put in paperwork to get a new one and get it replaced because you can't just be, well, it expired in 2024. So I have to wait four years before I can get one. That's not how that works. You know, in Samit's logic, that's probably what he's thinking. <laughs> he's <laughs> just like, well, <laughs> down on my luck. Right. Can't do anything about it. Mm, right. That sucks. <laughs> uh, I, did, I, I just felt bad for Jenny because I'm like, OK, y'all are finally in a position where it's like Samit's actually coming up, coming up with some ideas to resolve this because Jenny is just desperate at this point because she's like, look, I'm having to do this every uh what is it? Every how often does she have to leave the country six and come back? Six months. Okay, every six months, right? And so then it's like he's just no concern on his part. Like she's super worried about this email she got. And all he can provide is maybe we can go to Nepal, but I lost my passport. So sorry. <laughs> what do you I can't change the situation? <laughs> The only thing Sumit has contributed to this relationship is this ridiculously wild meeting story where he catfished her. That is the only thing he's given her. (laughs) She's given him everything and he gave her, well, you know, the the show Catfish. You have that kind of story to tell your friends now. Enjoy. Like, that's all he's contributed. It's insane to me. And Jenny's at the end of it with him. Yes. so this segment with the whole like travel uh, agent stuff, this is at the end of the episode. And the episode ends with her walking away, yelling at him first, then walking away, then like chucking a plastic chair outside. So mm-hmm. she is very mad. And we'll see where they go from here. Um, and the next time on, honestly, what they showed us seems very nice. So yeah, it looks like they're fine. I can tell you this um, in the um, I believe it was a ET article I read about the season. The one of the main plot points of this season is going to be that Jenny's mo- uh, Sumit's mom has agreed to take Jenny under her wing and teach her the ways of um, being an Indian housewife potentially. So mm. Jenny's going to be learning more stuff. And again, I'm like, how many who like Sumit? Bless his heart, does not seem like the biggest catch on the world. Like, yeah. what, why are you going through all this? It's too much. Right. And it seems like she's going to have a very harsh approach because there was another piece of the preview that I'm remembering from like the live episode saying that um, like Samit's mom came over and saw their place and the kitchen was like really dirty. And right. his mom was like, you're useless, <laughs> basically, <laughs> to uh, to Jenny. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? And so the fact that Samit didn't really respond that much to Jenny's blow up, which was it, it felt justified her blow up. Um, what has is this like character? Like, is this something she does? Has she done this in the past? Like, does she get she, really mad and then just is fine the next day? Not honestly, she doesn't get mad often, but yeah, she she's nice in nature. Jenny and honestly, every single let me think real quick. Every at least this season so far, every single American has adapted to their place of living, has, you know, given the culture a chance, has tried things, has learned, has adapted. And I love that. And Jenny Mm -hmm. has always shown nothing but interest and 
um, love to India and, and their culture and everything. So she's a dad. Mm-hmm. She's like, learn. So I love that from her, but she doesn't get angry often. Asia. It uh-huh. really, she's just at the end of it with him. Like, yes. Again, how many more hoops do I need to jump in before this? How many? Like, yeah. Like from her perspective, it's like, what do I need to do to get you to care? Period. To care, to show some level of effort, to just to just be present and try to resolve things with me. I just got a very lackluster partner vibes from him. And I don't know how she's put up with it for 10 years because this doesn't seem like it's brand new. Uh, but she might. I feel like she she could be at the end of her ropes at some point this season. Yeah. And we're going to watch it. Uh, play out in spectacular fashion. Again, Jenny and Samit coming back, they've been one of the driving forces of every season they've been on. I don't expect it to change this season. I think Mm -hmm. they're going to be a big part of the storyline for the episodes and the content. So we'll see more of them for sure. Well, I'm very excited because (laughs) I, I mean, he, Samit is a character. He may not be a great um, husband, or no, he, he, I mean, Jenny wants him to be a husband. He may not be a great <laughs> fiance, but he's definitely entertaining to watch. Oh my God. She would love if he was a disappointing husband. Right. That'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. She'd be com- perfectly content with that. Yeah. At least he's a husband at that point. All right. <laughs> so the last couple in this episode that we're going to talk about, I'm actually very intrigued by watching them play out. And that's going to be Ari and Binyam. And Asia, I'll leave them to you to set us up with the Ari and Binium here. Yeah, so these two were interesting. So definitely fill in the gaps from stuff in the past that they didn't include. But I, I feel like I'm here. I understand what's going on. But so Ari's from New Jersey and she lives with her uh, husband now, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, okay. Okay, so Ari now lives in Ethiopia with... Well, Binium is her husband. They're not just... yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So she lives in uh, Ethiopia with her husband. They also have a son. Um, they met when she was traveling through Ethiopia just after filing for divorce from her husband, her ex-husband. Um, she got pregnant with him after three months of dating. They had their baby or she, she got pregnant, you know, once they were dating for three months, then she decided to go to Ethiopia to have her baby. Um, and her mom came too to make sure that everything was fine and good with Binium. And now they, that now this is where we are. This is where we are with them. They have their baby. They're living there. They're happy. They're all, they, they, they said that this past year has been stressful and nice. So they kind of currently happy, but Binium says he was really stressed while her mom was there. Um, and so I thought that was funny because it was just like, uh, she's like stressful. Why, why has it been stressful? And he's like, well, yeah, it was pretty stressful when your mom was here because her mom found out that they don't have a refrigerator because they don't refrigerate things. Um, and they're just in a place right now where they fight a lot and they're happy a lot, as he said. And, and she said, that's just life. Um, they live in a three bedroom house. They have a live in nanny. Uh, and, and, and that's where they are. It's about $200 a month for their live in nanny. Um, which, which is very interesting because I asked my friends who who do daycare. They're like, oh, yeah, it's about a thousand dollars a month here uh, in America for daycare. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. they they're paying two hundred dollars a month for a live in nanny. 
Yeah, not a bad exchange rate for them. No, so yeah, so with Ari and Binium, let me fill in some of the gaps here for you. So um initially Ari, you know, was kind of worried about potentially moving to Ethiopia. She was she didn't really want to do it. Then she goes over, her mom comes over with their mom's her mom stays with them, obviously. We saw those scenes mm-hmm. where they saw the place. So that was the first apartment he had. And mm-hmm. it was, you know very 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 much a negative experience for her mom mm-hmm. and then they convinced him to get another place so they had the other place i believe this is not that place i don't think i think this is a newer place even so they've upgraded okay um but ari and binium it's interesting because they have a couple of clashes obviously we saw the um we saw the scene of him proposing to her yes. um, at the festival so they are at the very least engaged if not married uh-huh. Um, and then, um, he, the, one of the big things was he wanted the baby to be baptized. Uh, she is, um, I think she's Jewish. So she mm-hmm. didn't want the baby to be baptized, but then she ultimately agrees to it for his benefit. But then when the baptism happened, um, obviously baby Avi cried a lot. Oh, no, mm-hmm. sorry, not bad. No, 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 not even the baptism. I'm talking about the circumcision, um, mm-hmm. was the thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so, so he wanted him to be circumcised and she didn't? Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. And then when she, when it happened, uh, baby Avi cried a lot and that was a huge problem for, for um, Ari. She was not happy about that whatsoever. And their relationship has had a lot of ups and downs because he was working like three jobs to maintain a place for them, but she had just given birth. She was alone in Ethiopia and she wanted him to be with her, but he mm-hmm. was working late hours. Like he's mentioned, he, he's, um, he's a dancer. He's a music. He does a bunch of things and he'd be working till later. She didn't like that. Um, she wanted to have more surveillance on his activity, which I believe he was not really all for. Mm-hmm. Um, so their relationship has been tumultuous and obviously the families have clashed where, um, his sisters have clashed <laughs> with her. And, you know, we've had this with Angela and Michael a a little bit where we talk about culture clashing Mm -hmm. um, where they're like, well, Binium should have more control and say in what's going on. And Ari might not be giving him that. So that has been definitely a big part of this relationship. And now moving into the present day, you've already set it up with the with the nanny. They've got some Mm -hmm. help. And we find out that um, to Ari, the nanny is now her best friend. Um, so she has this best friend in the form of the nanny. Um, Binyam, COVID has given him a lot of problems with work stuff. Um, but none of this matters because the <laughs> most important thing in this episode for them is the introduction of Leandro, her ex-husband. So yes. Leandro and her were together for a long time. Okay. Long, long time. She was 19 yes. when she meets him. They got married six months after meeting. Then he moved over to America with a spousal visa and they were married for 10 years. They Ten did live. The, that's a, again, that's a decade. We're yes. talking like you went from like, you could have been in a phase where you knew Omarion as B2K. And right. then you're like, Oh, Omarion, the guy on the mass singer. Like that's right? how you know. Like, <laughs> exactly. That's a full like chart of up and down uh, mm-hmm. potentially. So that is something that is going on. Like she is no, and then they lived apart for the last three years, but they're best friends or she says they're best friends. And now it's interesting because Leandro is coming over to Ethiopia to meet them, to, uh, to, ha- to stay with them and visit her and visit 
uh, baby Avi and meet um, uh, Binyam. Mm -hmm. But then the kicker through the conversation is we hear that potentially when Binyam and Arya have had fights, she's gone to him and confided in this guy who now (laughs) wants to make sure that uh, Binyam is the right person for Ari. And yes, I got to say, I came into it with an open mind. I'm like, because I do think, you know, exes can be friends. That's definitely fine. Mm-hmm. But the more and more we talk, the more and more I was like, I don't know if this is okay. I feel right? like Leandra's overstepping a couple things here. Yeah, it's like one thing to be that close to your ex when like a child is involved, because then it's like, okay, you know, we divorced, we were still in each other's lives for the child. And then like, we just maintained a good friendship, right? But it's another thing. The fact that the breakup was so just not suspicious, but it wasn't crystal clear. So she just, she just tried to have a blanket statement to say like the last three years, I wanted to travel. He wanted to finish getting his doctorate. So we broke up. So it wasn't like, oh, there was love lost because we even see it when she FaceTimes him. Once he finally makes it to Ethiopia, and he has to quarantine for three days. She FaceTimes him and she's beaming. She answers a call and she's like, oh, I almost called you, babe. I'm so used to doing that. I'm like, Oof. girl, y'all did not break up yesterday. Like, why yeah. are you accidentally almost calling your quote unquote best friend, babe, because you see him like there's obviously still feelings there. I'm not I you know, I I won't be fooled. <laughs> like there's the way she was smiling like she did they literally just break up because of distance? Because if that's the case, Benyam is in for a rude awakening when she sees him in person. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that they lived apart for the last three years of the marriage. Um, yeah. so it just sounds like they drifted like romantically, but it seems like the friendship was always there. But that's the part too for me where I was like, ah, I don't think I'm cool with this. And that's when she was like, well, I nearly called you babe. I'm so, yeah, yeah. I'm so used to that, I guess. I was like, that doesn't seem cool. That combined with obviously in relationships, we like people have confidants that they talk about their relationship with any problems, like, a, you know, a close friend that might be able to serve as either a hearing um, soundboard mm-hmm. or a, you know, the like advice person. But if that's your ex and ex. now you're telling your current partner, hey, so I shared a lot of our negative fight stuff with this ex and he's going to come <laughs> and evaluate you. I feel like the hell he ain't like he's right. not coming over to my house. I don't <laughs> think that's fine at all. Like, who is he to evaluate? Like, didn't he didn't you two break up? Like, didn't he, right. he have any stake in this? Exactly. Like. Benium has every right to be on edge or concerned or worried about the situation because best friend, like, I know that's a whole debate. Like people always say, like, even should your, your partner have a best friend of the opposite sex. And so there, you know, people are so split on that, but it's like when that person of the opposite sex is their ex, where there were feelings there. They spent a decade with this person. Like, come on now. I I mean, this is their confidant. It, it's just there, it just, it just doesn't seem totally innocent. Yeah. And I mean, here's the thing, right? So um obviously if they're best friends and they're platonic, then it's like, oh, well, you're being insecure about it. Like there's clearly nothing going on. But 
And then if they were formerly dating, but then they stayed friends, it's like, okay, well, that's fine. Um, but then if they were together for that long and then they broke up, but then they're still good friends, that's fine. They've known each other for 10 years. They were each other's best friend for 10 years. That's fair. But again, there was some context clues in all of this that really made me feel uncomfortable where I started thinking, no, I feel like there's some unresolved stuff here. It just feels that way. Yeah, it's there's something we don't know. And is this your first time hearing of Leandro since like they've mm-hmm. been involved? I don't recall. Yeah, I do not recall him. Well, I don't think he's ever had a storyline on the show like he's going to mm-hmm. have this season. So never yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Um, the full extent of it that I knew was that she was married at one point. Right. That was really it. Um, but no, I mean, and here's the thing. He's already in Ethiopia. He's quarantining. He's supposed to quarantine for three days. He was on the second day when they're on the FaceTime call and he's going to be staying with them for the duration of this trip. Mm-hmm. And she like now she's going to go talk about this and tell um, Binyam's sisters about it. And like I said, they've had a tumultuous relationship where they wanted the baby to be baptized. And they said, well, if you don't baptize the baby, the baby's going to hell. So how <laughs> can you do that? And then she was like, mm-hmm. well, I don't, you know, hell's not, a, I don't believe in that. So that was a whole thing last season. So now they meet up. It's Binyam, Ari, and his two sisters. Um, and they decide to share the news and mm-hmm. be like, hey, so this is what's happening. We have some news. So Wish and Mimi are like, oh, what's it? Are you pregnant again? She's mm-hmm. like, no. <laughs> She's like, I have good news, actually. And the phrasing, I'm quoting this. I have good news, actually. My ex-husband is coming to visit me. He's my best friend, and he's going to be staying with us. And like, oh, he's, you said this was good news? She's like, yeah, why wouldn't it be good news? And they're like, uh, okay. He's, like, yeah, he's going to be staying with us. We're going to move Mimi out of the room, and he's going to stay upstairs. And my favorite line of the episode yes. comes from Mimi, who just pauses and then says, think this is white people shit (laughs) (laughs) i love that she said i literally paused and screamed laughing (laughs) it's like that's so hilarious because she was like i can't even wrap my mind around possibly doing this i mean even the nanny told us earlier like she's like yeah we don't really do that like you know around here and she's just speaking in terms of Ethiopia and like his sister took it there (laughs) it's hilarious because it's just like why why is he coming what 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 what's the reason what's the reasoning why is this happening and it was just the perfect response when you just don't have anything else to say yeah and I mean okay so here's the other thing we haven't talked about really the pandemic timeline of everything. So every couple here that we're meeting, this was all filmed during this pandemic, during this past mm-hmm. year, ongoing pandemic even. And was it really vital that he visits in the midst of all this? Right. Like, was that necessary? She's like, yeah, he just wants to see Africa. And, you know, I'm like, really? Right now? <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, it's, like he's going to have to probably quarantine for an even more like in an even extended period amount of time when he gets back. Like, yeah, I don't see the uh, the urgency because I was trying to think of the timing, too. So this is eight months after the baby has been born. She was pregnant, I'm assuming nine months. And then they she had the baby three months after they started dating. So that's about 
12 plus eight. So 20 months. So they've been together for about a year and a half or so. Wait, so yeah, they were dating. Uh, they She got pregnant three months into meeting Binya. Yeah. And then, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, the timeline's not been a long, long time for the two right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is nothing but baffling, right? Yeah. I, I don't think I can say anything else about it, but then it right. gets worse. Like, because I think the way we're talking about it, like we have way more context than if, if someone's only listening to the podcast. So let me hit you with this one audience. <laughs> so then his other sister, um, says, well, I, I heard about what happened in New Jersey. Tell your man about that. So apparently while she was in New Jersey, she met up with Leandro and he stayed with her for two weeks, just the two of them, which is, again, harmless if you told your man about it. And right. And find out now, a day before he's about to show up, that you kept this. Because if, if there was nothing, there's no reason not to talk about it. Why wasn't mm-hmm. this mentioned? All while she was five, four months pregnant. Yes. So it's like, this was before she moved back. Yeah. So it's like, if you don't have anything to hide, First of all, why didn't you own up to it? And then I love the sister bringing this up like, oh, I have this in my pocket to pull out. So I heard about what happened in New Jersey. And and she's sitting there thinking like, well, this is a secret. I told them um, in confidence. I'm like, that's why his sisters who you already have a toxic relationship with. Like, how do you not expect them to just, first of all, immediately tell him? But yeah, you're just like, like, oh, if this is. Yeah. So if this is a a trust building exercise where I'm like, let me start having a positive relationship with his sisters and be you know part of the family. I'm not telling them something that I haven't already told my partner. Like, I'm not right. going to message Liana's sister and be like, hey, so Liana doesn't know about this. Let's keep it. Right. Oh, no, because that's <laughs> blood. They're going to tell him. That is yes. Weird. So I was just like, are you serious? Like, she just doesn't fully, for one, for it to be a secret. Why did it need to be a secret? If it, you know, like, there's no reason for it to be a secret. Yeah, this is wild. This is absolutely wild. And, And their relationship scares me because and the next time on or this season on, rather, the the thing we see with them is they're fighting about something. And then she left. So she's moved out or something. And Ari's mm-hmm. talking about bringing her back. Uh, Binium's talking about bringing her back. And Ari's like, why, why would I? I feel like, why would I do that? I feel sorry for your situation, but I can't fix you. It's like a whole ordeal. And I know that we've seen scenes of Leandro and Binium getting into it in the uh, season preview that was put out on one of these websites. So their relationship is just going to be messy it's gonna be a big roller coaster and poor avi the baby who we've not talked about is in the middle of all this so yes at all and i'm like so it how i don't understand it so we're we're getting this set up for leandro to be here but then you know with the this season on it's it's all flipped where she's like where she's putting the blame on him for something which we don't know so it's like there's going to be so much to see here um and i'm here to watch it all i can't wait i can't wait this season i'm actually very very excited to see where we go with this season because it does feel like to me that um 
uh, what's it called? It does feel like to me that this season has new life in it. And I think this might be my personal side talking because ever since I've been covering the show, I'm mm-hmm. obviously watching the show with more of a keen eye, taking notes. And yeah. we had two seasons back to back of like the same five couples, three of which really had no storyline going into the new season. So mm-hmm. to have a fresh cast again, I'm excited. And then some of these storylines just look ridiculous to me. And <laughs> yeah. I don't watch 90 Day for like the, oh, these are couples that I can relate to. It's mostly I'm looking at 90 Day and feeling more comfortable about my relationship right? Right. and how good I have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, these these couples are going to give what they're supposed to give for 90 Day because we watch it for the drama. It seems like the season will not be lacking any of that. So it's going to be interesting, especially with the, the other couple. What, what's their names? The guy, um, the guys, Kenny and Armando, Kenny and Armando. Like we even see there's going to be some drama there because, um, Kenny's saying he needs to go home for some reason. Um, so yeah, yeah. Kenny is allegedly homesick and mm-hmm. they talk about, ooh, maybe maybe the wedding has to be canceled or put on hold or something. So Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens with them. I'll tell you this, Asia. um, The two of them are both the most nicest couple in the 90 Day franchise, in my opinion, and the Uh most problematic of the couples in the 90 Day franchise. So we're we're rooting for them. So we want them to do well, for sure. And that sounds fair because the fact Mm. that, you know, Kenny made mention of like his age. And so I was thinking... Oh, how old is he? Probably 45 or so. This man is 58. He does not look 50. And I'm like, okay, now that you say they are unproblematic, that's what happens when you're unproblematic. You know, that and a little help, of course. (laughs) But then you can look 20 years younger. Skincare routine. He needed to drop the skincare routine yesterday. I'm still upset that we do not have that skincare routine because that was the number one thing I talked with every single guest during that season was how is Kenneth looking so young? It's wild. Yeah, him and Jeff Probst. Like to be 58, Mm -hmm. 59, what are y'all doing? And please, please tell your counterparts how they can achieve that. And don't you dare tell me that it's not having stress because that is not acceptable (laughs) to me. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Asia, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me to talk about all of this. Where can people find you and what else do you have going on? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Asia Like Asia. So A-Y-S-H-A like A-S-I-A. Um, I host, uh, co-host Married at First Sight Rehap Up, as Puya mentioned at the beginning. So we talk about this show called Married at First Sight. It comes on Lifetime. It's about two people meeting at the altar and then going through an eight-week experiment of them being married at first sight. It's very interesting. Um, a lot of drama. So I would think, you know, there should be a similar audience. If you enjoy 90 Day, you would enjoy Married at First Sight. Uh, we are currently covering season 13 that is airing uh, live. And so definitely go check that out. You can find it on reality TV or Hap Ups, uh, probably maybe where you found this podcast. So definitely go check it out. Um, you can listen even if you don't watch the show. We run through it all, give our opinions, and it's, it's a good listen. Um, I'm also continuing to help out with coverage for Big Brother 23. It's been a great season. Um, I also guested on uh, the uh, Love and Hip Hop wrap up with Sasa Joseph. So definitely go check that out. Uh, we talked about um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta and it has so much drama. Uh, so that was a great time. 
But uh, yeah, if you, anything else I have going on, I'll tweet about it. So yeah, definitely go follow me on Twitter. Perfect. Thank you for that, Asia. I will actually, speaking of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, I will be the next guest on the yes. podcast. Very excited. Sasha hit me up and said, they're going to be in Dubai. And I was right. like, you had me. I'm in. <laughs> um, so I've got a, I need, I got some catching up to do, but I'm very excited to both check out the podcast and the episode. So I'll definitely be yes. doing that. Um, 90 Day, you'll see me again on here next week. Um, I already have my guests lined up. I'll save the announcement for later. Um, Big Brother, still doing the live feed up this with Taryn Friday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern. So definitely come check me out over there. You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism and you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I do stream three or four times a week there as well. So definitely come through and say hey and hang out with us there. Last but not least, honestly, um, like I said earlier, my memory gets a little foggy with all this 90 day stuff. So if there's anything <laughs> I said that was incorrect or if I misremembered something, like if I missed something in the Arabinium story, if I missed something in the Jenny and Smith story, feel free to please at me on Twitter again at Puyism and I can fact check myself on the next episode, make sure any new listeners are not left in the dark with false information and they have the full picture. Thank you very much. And uh, again, please leave a rating and review on the uh, podcast feed. That is Rob is a website.com slash 90 day fiance, the number nine, the number zero day fiance. For now, we've reached the end of the destination on this hot mess express and we must leave you tune in next week for episode two of 90 Day Fiancé the other way, season three. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.